This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Working Class on DeerCast. This is Mark Drury. I am your host for this special episode. And uh, in this episode, we're turning the tables a little bit on the normal crew. Uh, they're going to be the guest. I'm going to, they're going to be the guest. I'm going to be the one doing the interviewing <laughs> or the, the question asking. And uh, I'm anxious to learn some of the things that they've learned over the last several years of podcasting. So welcome, Ooh. guys. Thanks for, Thank having, us. Yeah. Thanks for having, Thanks us, for having us on our show. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. I'm nervous what you're going to ask me because I'm like, man, I've drank a lot of beer in over 500 episodes that it's like, I should probably know more than we're going <laughs> to know. I think. I don't know. Well, we'll see what you hit us with. You know, I don't know that anybody <laughs> in the industry has as broad a spectrum of guests as you guys do. Yeah. I appreciate you thinking that. You know, because every week it amazes me when I look down and see, this guest and what the topic yeah. is. And I thought it'd be fun to turn the table just a little bit and ask you guys some questions about, about those guests. So for sure. Um, first of all, worst guest ever. I'd love oh. to know. Oh, worst guest. That was my first Dang. question. That'd have to be Steve, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, Steve, Steve's kind of like a product of us in a way. Right. Um, worst guest ever. So I have one that I never aired. I'm not going to name drop them, but they just like wouldn't talk. They were so like nervous that I was like, guys, you got to do, I can't, what do you want me to do? You know, did that improve or did they just stay? No, they were just didn't really, they just weren't talkative guys, I guess in that time frame, or weren't feeling it. Or, um, we've had a couple call in stuff where people are like, they didn't box out. Did the, you, did you air it then? Or did you, this one I did, um, it was the guys that carbon TV, the NOD. I mean, maybe they weren't the worst guests. There's, I mean, there's some that you just didn't. Have you ever, okay. Have you ever recorded one that you, it went, that's terrible. We're not airing that. A couple. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a couple, but not many, not for like the, as many as we've done. 
it's not like it's a handful. It's under it's under five. Yeah. Who wants to hear those forgotten reels? I mean, I want <laughs> oh, I want to see those. Oh. So I want to hear them and see them. So <laughs> there's one in the backlog we just couldn't launch. Everybody write the rowdy. Everybody yeah. write in the comments that they're they're gonna have to release these hidden well, these hidden gems. One actually was. A funny one. It's it's hilarious, but we just chose to be better not to air it. I can kind of talk about it a little bit. <laughs> Chase Rolfson. Remember Big Mike worked for Chase Rolfson? Yes, I remember. Um, Big, Mike. Big Mike and Steve did a roast fest. So it was kind of like um, I was the commentator of them roasting each other. We actually recorded it at the Iowa Deer Classic years ago. We used to yep. record in this like concrete room. We called it the dungeon. And uh, they it was trying to see who could out-roast each other and me and Chase were kind of like the commentators of it all, and it just got so nasty so fast, hilarious, but not appropriate. <laughs> These were the same two that were going to box each other. Yeah, they did. They ended up boxing each other. So yeah. it was kind of like the prequel to the boxing match. Okay, so it was like the pre-fight press yeah, conference, a smack talking, and it got so <laughs> nasty, Mark. That we're like, me and Chase were looking at each other like this. In the background, like we can't do anything with this. After we got in recording, we're like, we cannot air this. <laughs> yeah, even if I edited so it, air? No, no, we never aired no. it. Like I, we couldn't. You could. There's nothing you could do with it. <laughs> I don't even think we could put it on Patreon. To yeah, be honest Patreon with you. maybe. We told them to kind of. No, you couldn't even put it on Patreon. No. We told them to kind of keep it to where we can use it. You know, be funny, but and then it just, just got one, dirty. One guy oh. went too dirty, and the other guy tried to top them, and then it just it escalated was, quickly. It was a downward spiral to the darkness of. Every places that are dark. You can, <laughs> so I'd still like to hear that one. I, I can find <laughs> private a private showing. I can find a file and we'll uh, yeah we'll do a private showing. Yeah. So how many years have you had the podcast out? Now? We've been doing it just over seven. Yep. seven years. Yeah. And were you one of the the first podcasts out there? Like to me, um, I, mean, I heard about you through Chase Rolfson, and he was like, yeah. "Man, you got to talk to these working class guys. They're they're amazing, and they got a hell yeah. of a groundswell of following behind them right now." And and we started podcasting. I don't know. Not long after that, I suspect. No, right. a, f- a couple few years in. Now we weren't. Well, I mean, we were probably in the hand. We're in the handful of the conversation of some of the first. You know, there was some of the guys like the OGs of the outdoor podcast game. There's a handful, but um, the reason why we started really is like I was into podcasts before really podcasting was not what it is now, of course. And then uh, there was just a gap in the market. I'm like, man, there's really nothing that I feel that's real relatable how I talk and our attitudes on things. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, we started it off and that's kind of how it all got going. Well, it's doing well. And then yeah, 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 we're pretty happy. Who so. was your favorite guest of all time? Ooh, favorite one. One podcast where you're like, man, I learned a pile from that guy. Where I learned a lot. Probably you. Well, to outside be honest of, with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I learned a lot. I'm here stuff. to kiss ass, Eric. Right? I know. I know. <laughs> oh man. Really putting us on the spot. That's a, it is. See, it's hard because you got to think uh, through I'm the library. I'm hoping you all three I'm, have different answers. I know, yeah. but you're, I, we're I going through 500 right some episodes. It's like, man, we learn so much. But it's well, while you're thinking, I'll go ahead and go. One, um, our buddy Clark Cummings is a local guy, yep. a respected big buck killer. He said a lot about wind early on that made me be like, it turned like a light bulb on for yep. me, like hunting quartering winds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you and Ross's early episodes, we used to do like the whitetail corner or the whitetail angle is what we called it, yep. where we all debated. You know, controversial things and whitetails. Like, those were always fun having you guys on. Then you guys became a part of our crew, yep. which is like the best case, you know. Um, but like, ones like that, um, I like, you know, Waddell is always fun to talk to. T Bone's yeah, always. always fun to talk T-bone, to. Yeah. T Bone's always one of my um, favorite guests. Yeah. So I'd say there's like that mixture for me between like those fun, debatable, controversial whitetail deep dives. And then there's kind of more the lighthearted, you're learning stuff, but you're laughing and kind of engulfed in the personality of some of those guys like that. 
I think T-Bone Nick or Michael could have all succeeded in oh. entertainment outside of hunting. You know, oh, yeah. of course, they're all diehard hunters. But oh, yeah. man, are those guys entertaining. So, Austin, <laughs> do you have a, a favorite? Um, I'm, I can't pick out one specific episode or guest, but I just enjoy the big buck stories. Like when we have, especially like small town guys that mm-hmm. nobody knows, we have them come in and tell a story on their big buck that they killed that season. Those episodes always resonate with people. I always right. enjoy those. Yeah. Especially yeah. the local guys, you get them in and like they're, they're like, oh, you actually want us to come in and tell my story? We're like, oh, hell yes. Yeah. You know, well, it's kind of the live version of, um, North American Whitetail, right? That's yeah. why yeah. I yep. always loved yeah. that magazine to read the stories of how they killed their deer. And that's yeah. why we did Giant Tracker within DeerCast. Yeah. I know you've had yeah. several of those um, uh, entries in Working Class on DeerCast. Yeah. And, and those are always cool to hear hear their stories. They are fun, yeah. It's kind of cool yeah. to get that, that local guy, the, kind of the spotlight, you know, to get his story out there and everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's is. cool finding, like, interviewing, I don't want to, nobody's is not the accurate description, but out of the industry, like, like local guys that know a, a ton of information. Absolutely. You yeah, yeah, and you get life. talking to them and they got a dozen monsters yeah. on the wall. It's like, and yeah. nobody's heard of this guy. Yeah, Those yeah. are the fun ones. Those are and fun. they're 10 miles down the road, you know? Yeah. It's even better when they, not a lot of guys want, like that want to talk. And I get it. I don't mm-hmm. blame them. They're the smart ones. There's <laughs> a are. bunch out there that nobody knows about. You know? I get it. You know, it's like, hey, you know, we've had a lot of guys say, hey, I would love to, but I, I like to stay low key. Isn't like, it fascinating okay. how much attention big deer bring? It's weird. Both it's positively crazy. and negatively. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is amazing to me, like, yeah. how much attention they bring. You know, it's quite, it's really crazy when you think about a deer, like what it does to people. Like, it causes, like, people to make really bad decisions. Because of like success to get a deer, or they're jealous that somebody else got a deer. Like right. it causes people to do. It's almost like a drug in a way. Big deer aren't far off from drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was probably twenty five years ago, and and Tracy looked at me one day, and there there were some members of our team that were just at, they were fighting, and they eventually oh, really? split up. You know, and yeah. just, it was bitter. And she goes, "You know, big deer bring out the worst in people." Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to that. It, there's a lot to that. It can, it can, if you allow it to, it can. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I've never forgot her saying that to me, but you know, oftentimes our wives, you know, observe things that yeah. we don't, mm-hmm. we don't, you know, catch on to because they're so intuitive and they're, they're so smart. And yeah. she's, she's man, she said some brilliant things to me yeah. and her intuition is so good. Are your wives like that? Like, I like to think so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't want to admit it, but yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they won't hear this. I would go where I went through a period where I wouldn't like even talk to people. If she didn't like them, I was like, she's all, she's spot on. She's been a hundred percent spot on. Yeah. Throughout. Well, her. They see it from a different perspective. That's yeah. helpful to it, but they do. Yeah. Her saying that from like kind of a third party look at Big it. Time. And, Two and a half decades ago. It might have been 30 years ago. It was a long time ago that she's really? she recognized it early on is my point. I'd be curious to talk to her now is like what she thinks of like, you know, 30 years ago, seeing some of that to now, like how it's changed and what her thought process is. Yeah, it would. You know, get her on your show. I'll, I'd love to. I'll give you a hundred bucks if you get her to agree to it. We need to do the, I want to make that happen. When we do the wives <laughs> podcast, we need to bring her on. Yeah, we need to. We're due for another round of the wives podcast. Where you better have some Miller Lights along with those we'll bush bring lights. Some Miller lights. <laughs> <laughs> well, Whatever yeah. you need, Miller Light, Nickelodeon, and it's the hard stuff. When Tracy's nickname is Millie. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll bring Miller. Light. That's well, easy enough. What we do is we start off the intro with them, and then we leave the studio, and then they can. We give them. Oh, the mics. how cool is that? I don't yeah. know if she'd do it, but you, you'll have to sweet talk her a bit, Kurt, okay. to get her on there. We'll work. We can do that. We're so. For you. <laughs> so through seven years, you guys have had so many different guests. What's something that 
was a light bulb moment. You mentioned it, the, the wind and the quartering, yeah. quartering uh, directions. What's something for you that was like, oh, that's going to change the way I hunt? Man, you know? you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I can't and, think it, of, and it may be a slow evolution, but yeah. I'm sure there were Give things. Give me a second to think here. And same question I mean, to you. just, you know, hanging out with these guys, because I was kind of the newer hunter coming into this podcast, you know, and I was kind of willy-nilly going out there and, you know, but listen to Austin and Kurt and Doug and listen to all those guys. I mean, entry and exit was huge for me because yeah. – when I started hunting, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was just, oh, this is the easiest path to get out there. I wasn't worried about wind. I wasn't worried about any of that stuff, you know, but just listen to these guys and the guests that we have on has changed my hunting drastically over yeah. the years. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what it takes is to you hear people talk about, you need to check your entry and exit, and then they kind of move on. It's like, yeah, we know it's important, but I think after Why? talking to people, it's like, yeah, the detailed layers of it. This is how to get a good entry exit to right. work for you for your spot, and then the wind plays into that and all this stuff. And like, you like architecture to a food plot can change your entry mm-hmm. exit. So like learning stuff, like it just, you hear those blanket terms and you don't really think about it until like a guest goes into detail about For it. Sure. Or whatever, yeah. So something yeah. that I picked up on would be uh, the value of late season. And it was Ross is kind of the guy that turned me on to that. It was about the time that we got started coming on the podcast there in about 2017. I've always been a rut guy. And then when I started watching what Ross was doing and running into some of these big deer in the late season, mm-hmm. that I think that was a pivotal moment in my bow hunting career was starting to focus on that late season. And he's a late season yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like inner crew influence too. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's from our it's own It's a friends. whole other set of plans. And, you know, most everybody thinks about October and November and they kind of forget about the late season. But yeah. in reality, if you have a farm that works and hunts well during the late season, yeah. you could plant towards that and make it even better. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, Ross has always been cool with like bringing it down to the end of the game. He's, you know, he's like, comfortable working through the rut and then spending all his time same. in December. Yeah. yeah, he hunted two days in November last year. I hate I hate working. November. I hate to say that, but I do not. I dislike November. We still hunt it every year. Yeah, but I, I find it much tougher than October and and we called we called December December. Gosh, twenty years ago. Yeah, because December is unbelievable. You yeah. guys are the pioneers of the new verbiage of the hunting <laughs> and October and <laughs> raging are. the cage. All those things. I mean, those yeah. are all in our early oh. videos. So. Yeah, sweet November. We talked about sweet that on November. a podcast before. Yeah. Like you guys crowned all these like. Who knew Keanu Reeves, right? You know, that was the movie. <laughs> right. He was in a movie called Sweet November. And oh, I, I yeah. killed one November 1st. And I just watched the movie with Tracy. And, and uh, Sweet November. I said it. I was like, Sweet November, because I just watched the movie. Yeah. So. Well, there's probably a lot of guys hunting and kids getting into hunting that are saying these things. Right. Don't know. Or, that, they might not know that you guys or they're, they hear you guys say it. But, right. Yeah. But you guys were like, you guys crowned it as a deer term. Yeah. They invented it. I mean, honestly, it's I don't know, just, you know, it's a slang. You said it first. Yeah. Slang. yeah, it's a slang. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, you can say anything and then you just make it the slang that applies to what you're doing. Yeah, you exactly. Get, yeah. You guys are, I don't know, I was going to say something that doesn't apply. It's not a bad. <laughs> I, I process it through my inner filter before I said it. So I'll say it after the podcast. You're getting good at that. You're getting better at it. I try to be respectful. Yeah. Get so, do you guys ever listen to your podcast back? Like, do you ever self, I have to self examine and, and go, Geez, we suck at this yeah. and we got to improve. Yeah. Like, do you have meetings where you say, look, guys, we got to do this better or, or we did too much of something? For sure. I'm self-conscious a little bit when it comes to it. Um, but it's like a weird thing. is like hearing yourself talk. Yeah. yeah. I'm still not used to it after seven years of doing it. But yeah, it's I, I my flaw is I do it every episode. I still do it. I try not to is I I want to feel like I want my guests to feel that I'm listening to them and make them feel that I'm. A tentative, mm-hmm. and I 
do you like what you just said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I find when I cut clips, I can hear myself going, uh-huh. Yeah. And I hate that. You don't like that. I don't like that. I do it, but I feel like it's normal conversation. No, but, but, <laughs> but you honestly made me feel better that you do it too, because I feel like it's polite. I don't think it sounds bad. I think it makes you sound like you're engaged with them as they're talking. And I am. Yeah. I am. And you don't catch yourself doing that in the moment. Because it's I'm engaged. You, right. Well, so, and I've never done this before, so I can tell you we're only like 20 minutes in. And one of the toughest things, I want to listen to all the answers, but I'm also trying to think of the next hard. question. Yeah, right? yeah. It's not easy to do both. That's right, why right. I stutter sometimes. Like our, I, there was a couple of podcasts we did at the studio. You're like, you misspoke and said this. It's because I'm like listening. I'm trying listening to work and thinking, working two sides of the brain at trying once. to process everything. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not like the smartest guy. You I'll, know, do a piece I'll of say something backwards. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Flip like flop something around. I've said that like, yeah, say, yeah, flip it around and then people will give you shit for it. And you're like, well, I'm sorry, but I'm trying my best, you know? And I've told you before, I think you're one of the best people out there in terms of interviewing. Thank you. And I think it's part of your success because you do a very good job with conversation. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And you get the most out of your guests because you're very good at it. And he's good at so, staring well, at the direction that he wants to go. Yep. He, he is. And he's got a pleasing voice, a pleasing uh, presence on camera or, or on audio. And Thank I just you. think oh. you guys do a super good job. Well, that's the biggest compliment I think we could ever get as a crew. Yeah. So and I appreciate that a lot. But well, I made it all up, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, you're damn good at it. So, <laughs> just kidding, he says. <laughs> you, uh, you said you do listen to them back. Do you listen to other podcasts, or do you have podcasts in this industry that you are fans of? And who's who's some that you really admire out there? I'll let you go first. I've answered this before, but I'll go. I'll yeah, I don't listen to a ton of them, but like the Fall Podcast, um, Aaron Blasey. Aaron Blasey, like I listen to that one very frequently. Yeah, where's he out of? Michigan, Michigan, right on. He's yep. one of the. Top, a great dude. I, mm-hmm. I really respect what he's doing over there. He's um was the producer for the Kiefer's and stuff like that. So Very good, awesome guy. Great yeah, guy. Okay. Great guy. So, how about you? I'm pretty old school. I really don't listen to any podcast other than ours or ones that are affiliated with us. And then, like you said, Blyce's the Fall Podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. How yeah. about you, Kurt? I'll be honest. I love Aaron, and I've listened to some of his podcasts, but I'm not like an active listener. I'm. I don't want that subconsciously to affect what we do. Um, it probably would be really good for us to do it um, and, um, you know, make us aware of some of those hidden gems that could be in the podcast game as far as guests or certain things other people are doing. But, uh, but I also think it makes us unique because no matter what we do, even if somebody else has done it, it's mostly a coincidence, but we listen to Eric and I both listen to a lot of out of outdoor industry mm-hmm. podcasts, a lot of like, comedy podcasts. Yeah. A lot of comedy podcasts, BS podcasts. So um, you could probably take a lot of techniques from them. Yeah. You know? That's yep. what I feel like my, do you guys is. listen to Rogan? Yeah, yep. I don't not as often as I used to, but um, I do fairly often. It, it, much like you guys, he does so many. Like, how do you keep it fresh? Like, how do you, you know, it's I hard. mean, how do you reinvent the wheel and come up with information and entertainment for the guys not to get zoned out on and go, man, this sounds like podcast number three eight three eighteen. Well, so, sometimes you can't help it because eventually you're going to cover some of the same topics, right. you know, and. That's just part of it. But I'm kind of self, I look at it from a selfish point of view. I want to talk about things that I find interesting. I don't want to talk about things like if it's a hot trend, I want to be like, we got to get a guest in to talk about this because it's going to do big numbers. If I don't find it interesting, unless you guys do, one of us has to be interested in the topic. You know, if it's like the next trend is like we're dabbling in the saddle game, but for the we we did a couple episodes on it, but we weren't, we're kind of late to the saddle trend. Like we didn't dive real in deep. Now we do it, 
From saddles to box blinds, right? It's <laughs> the two ends of the spectrum. We're, try, right there, we're trying right? everything new this year, yeah. but it's it's you got to like use all the tools in your arsenal, you know, like what's available to you. But right. I mean, whatever the trend is, you name it, whatever pops up. And we don't really find it interesting. But you're good at that too, yeah. Kurt. When we have a guest in and we're talking about big deer, he'll peel off like when we were talking to Chris Jay and talked about trapping his bobcat. I mean, he'll pick out things that people normally don't get and mm -hmm. concentrate on that. And I think that kind of gives us a unique spin as well. Yeah. It's it's gotta be interesting. Yeah. Right. You know, or like kinda cool. Like I'd be like, oh, tell me about that. What's that all about? And not really worried about I don't know. I guess we're not always worried about being the educators. We're in it for just for fun, and if it's interesting, we like to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's working. Yeah. Right. Whatever you're doing is working. So as you've gone through all these hosts and or all these different guests, um, name something that you don't do anymore that you used to do. In other words, mistakes you've corrected. And this, and I, I want to get in there and just kind of learn a little bit about how podcasting has changed you as a hunter because yeah. you're you're so busy and you you're having more conversations than anyone out there. Yeah, right. you know what's a mistake you used to make that you no longer make? I think surface level would be like I always had the mindset: the more I'm out there, the better my chances of success. Like I got to just be hunting. So I optimizing just, your time. Yeah, yep. but but I think now it's like do it smarter. And do it whenever the conditions are correct. And then your success, your return on success is a little greater that way rather than like burning a spot out just because you think you need to go no matter what, you just got to go. I feel like that's, that makes sense. It's pretty surface level. And that could be for like wind direction or sure. just pressure early season or going too deep in the timber. It's kind of like, think about your moves. Don't just make moves to make moves, calculate more with your moves. And I'm always learning with that. That's, are you talking about hunting or like podcast related? Hunting. Okay, hunting. Okay. That'd probably be my biggest thing. I know that's a kind of blanket over a lot of things, but how about you? I mean, it's kind of the same, you know, like I was saying before, you know, I was just going in there willy nilly and um, getting out there as much as I could. You know, I'd, I'd hunt the same stand every night that I could, you know, just because I was, yeah. I was saying I just need to be out there to kill that big buck. But, you know, looking back on it now, it's like you were doing damage, doing damage. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I need to be doing, you know, move around and everything. I I had, I'd get one picture of this big buck. I'm like, okay, that's the only stand I'm hunting this year. Mm -hmm. You know, when he'll hunt, be by, he'll be it's by eventually. Right. Right. But so what's interesting about that question, Mark is Eric and I are, I mean, Austin's the old guy in our bunch in our mm -hmm. group, you know, so he's already had, I mean, quite a few years on all of us and bow hunting. So like what we learned and like kind of picked up from other guests, it might be something you were already doing. You know what I mean? So like the perspective is a little different. So that's why I'm interested to see what your answer well, is. Well, since you stole my answer, um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, something specifically that the podcast has changed for me is really stretching my legs and shooting my bow, like long distance mm -hmm. shooting. I know a lot of people frown on it, but as far as practicing and making that 20 and 30 yard shot, just money and just almost a, a reaction, not, you don't even think about it. Um, the podcast has really got me stretching my legs and going back and shooting 80, 90 yards where normally before the podcast, before I was exposed to a lot of these people, I, I would have never even tried to practice that far. That's a great that's answer. That's an outstanding answer. That is a yeah, great answer. That's a really good one. Yeah. And that's, that's very important. Yeah. I think long-distance practice, not with the intent to take a shot at right. that distance, but I would the never intent shoot. to make the short yeah. distances. Yep. Fish in a barrel. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And there's a ton of stuff we'll drive home from here and think, be like, oh, man, that's a good one we should have pointed out. But there's so many episodes we've done and like so many things. Like you said, we've had so many conversations that there's things you miss. Do you ever get tired of it? 
You get tired of it? Um, no, I don't get, I don't, I don't think I get tired of it. I think what I get tired of is, um, I don't know. It's not even really, I don't really get tired of it. I just, well, what's one thing that's frustrating with the whole process? Is it, is it social media? Is it, you know, pushback? Are you getting used to negative feedback? I mean, we kind um, of embrace it because we try to get better from it. You know, some people yeah. just have a, a weird way of, of bringing across criticism, but what's something that, that is frustrating with the whole process? Um, people, um, discredited. I feel like we get discredited as deer hunters a little bit because we have so much fun with our show. Right. But I think lately we've been putting Meaning up numbers. people aren't thinking that you're serious enough. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think um, it, on a surface level, it's not something that bothers me because I don't care because we're going to go out and hunt. If we kill deer, we kill deer. I mean, our crew has put down some deer in the last couple of years, you know. But, yeah, big ones. Um, yeah. So, but I feel like on surface level, because we cuss and we drink beer and we cut up and we have fun, uh, that they're like, well, they're not, we're not the educators. We're not like, right. we're not super serious. Like today we're talking this and we're going to tell you how to do it. That's not us. Yeah. I mean, we might, that might come out in a, like an hour conversation, but, um, they just from surface level, I'm not listening to those guys. Those guys are idiots. They're having too much fun. I'm not about fun. So you just different personalities. That yeah. 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 But that's cool. You know, do you get any pushback on alcohol use in general? Yeah. Uh, uh, drinking and cussing. Um, who are you getting that pushback from? What's the typical person or the, they're t- always you know? 45 and older males that, um, just think that we need to it's re- bad. repent. Yeah. Right. Yep. yep. So that's fine though. I mean, I get it. I get that point, but it's not us. We're not for yeah. everybody. Yeah. And that's, that's right. the thing. We've never, we never started out being this uptight, like, welcome to the podcast today. We're welders. We're John Deere employees. We're farmers. We're, you know what I mean? We're sweating. We're cussing at work. And then when we go about deer hunting, that's when we're having fun and cutting we up. Wanna, and that's what we, we want to get off work and come have a crack cold one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just fun to talk with your buddies and drink a beer or yeah. old fashioned. You just can't relate to everybody, though, right? Yeah, you, you can't. can't. You can't win them all. You can't. Um, That's an indie venue. Was though, it you know? PT Barnum said that many, many years ago? You can't please all the people all the time. I don't know, yeah. but that's true. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a Barnum quote, but <laughs> yeah, you know, um, there's a lot oh, well. of truth to that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, not sure. everyone's gonna like you anyway, mm-hmm. and it could be for whatever. I mean, <laughs> like. Uh, Kurt's a, a D bag. Well, why? Well, I just think he is. Well, okay, you just that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. you have I, opinion. You just might not. You're not going to like everyone, right. whether they're a good person or not. Like we've all met a guy, where you're just like, ah, I just don't vibe with this personality. Chemistry. You know? We talk about it all the time. Yeah, and you either got it or you don't. And when yeah. you don't have it, you can't get away fast enough. And when you do have it, you can't hold on to them tight enough. You know, right? right. You know, that's what that, works so good with our crew. I mean, our chemistries are so much alike that we just get along. You know. Yep. Yeah, but I'm sure there's that. They tune in. I don't like Eric. I don't like Eric's beard. Oh, why? Eric to do nothing to you. Just don't like his beard. Yeah, just don't <laughs> look like the way he looks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As Eric cracks another beard and yeah, smiles, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, that's fine. I don't know. <laughs> what do you do? It doesn't bother us, but it's just one of those things. It's- so where do you take it from here? Like, what's the next step? How do you, how do you grow the brand and how do you um, reach more ears and eyeballs? So we got some things in the works. Um, we're working on, we're slowly becoming uh, like a network in a way right on. for a podcast, you know, without going too much into it. But we have some shows that we're going to have in the working class bowhunter umbrella, not necessarily on like our same audio feed, um, but we're expanding. It's going to be kind of our, uh, the way we are. These other shows, we're kind of putting our WCB stamp of approval. Like, hey, if you like this, but you also like firearms and 
ballistics and military talk and police talk, you know, we got something in the works for you. Yep. You know, that's one. Kind of like the same thing we did with the CC files. Yep. Yep. So that's, you know, the Midwestern guy, the motivational guy, um, Clint's yelling in your ear to get you to go out West and do some of this adventure stuff. So we're thinking a lot with that Avenue. Um, and that's all I'll say for now, but we're, uh, we're always thinking about, involving how to continue this but bottom moving, line moving forward if, if we're not having fun we're gonna we'll shut it down but we're having a blast what do you think the next level is for you know like through our company's history we went we've been around enough we've seen multitude of changes vhs to dvd dvd to television to semi-live to yeah. podcasting to apps mm-hmm. what do you think the next chapter is for podcasts because something will change i don't know what it yeah. will be but something's going to change something's got to change eventually right if everything does but Every, podcasting is meant to be it's it the beauty of it is that it's simplistic and it's a great conversation and i think if it ever loses that then it's done like if people quit losing interest in hearing people talk and camaraderie and having fun and, and learning and all this stuff then i think podcasts will just go away. i don't ever see them going away it's rate it's radio digital radio really that's Yep. I don't think it'll ever go it's anywhere. It's like a morning show for whatever topic you're into or whatever. You know, yeah. Like if you're into cars or whatever, they have a right, podcast but, out there for it. Exactly. But then, like, video is changing things a little bit. But a lot of working class guys listen while they're welding, listen, listen while they're driving, you know. So I think there's always going to be that base podcast foundation will never go away. Now it changes from there. I don't know because as soon as you're taking live callers and you're doing all this stuff, it's not a podcast anymore. Right, yeah. So it's a radio show. You're like, you're doing late night right. for YouTube. So I don't know. It, it eventually maybe a little more, maybe podcast. But like, yeah, those used to be podcasts, and now it's called this. And it, 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 one thing's for sure: change is is inevitable. It's going to happen. Oh, it's going to change. Sure. I don't know what it is, but it'll change. All They're say- quite popular right now. But yeah, hell, VHS tapes used to be quite popular. The <laughs> rental store on the corner used to be quite yeah, popular. Right, right, right. I bring those points up to yeah. show you that it. Be ready for it and it's embrace change. it, and and just stay out there in front of in front of all your. Yeah, players. I mean, whatever it is, I think we're going to roll with it. Um, you know, we have to, and then it's fun. Um, but at a base level. Yeah, you keep know, up with the times. Unless it just evolves out of what podcasting is and it becomes something different. I don't know. But, um, you know, radio shows have been around forever and they're fun to listen to. So there's that base. You know, the bricks bricks and mortar to it all is yep. simplistic. Good conversation won't ever go out of style, will it? I hope not. I don't think so. We're in trouble if it does. <laughs> no doubt. Well, it's starting to – probably in the inner city, it's going out of, going out of style. You know, you can't say anything. So, so – hey, oh, go ahead. I was going to say before we cut out, I just want to talk a little bit about DeerCast. I'm getting there. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm not done yet. He's the host, Kurt. Well, I know this thing. I, I got to let go of the reins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to driving. Just hand them over. You are. Hand them like, over. Trying to steer over here. <laughs> my next question was going to be about this fall specifically. Who's going to kill the biggest deer? And what deer do you have in your sights? Is there a deer from last year that's, again, your target this year? Or what do you have in plan for this fall? Can I stake the flag on Eric real quick? Go for it. Best in running for biggest deer. I've got a deer that I've had on on one of my farms for. I think we went back to 2015. Yeah, he's and, old. Um, he's an old deer, and I. It, it my farm's so messed up. It, it's a pass through for him. They don't live there. They don't stay there. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of a crapshoot when he's going to come through. But I finally picked up a shed from him this this past year, and. If he gets any bigger than he was last year, he's gonna be. A, he's already a slammer he's now. He's big. Good. He's big. He's when was big. the first pitchers? What year? 2015. How old do you think he is right now? Well, it's, that's seven years ago. We, I was gonna say we were talking like 
eight, nine, when we sat down and we were yeah. talking the other day. I mean, it's possible this deer could be nine, ten years nine, old ten. this year. Yeah. He may go down. I don't want to be I don't know. I mean, a downer, but he could. Yep. He's still going to be massive. At some point, he will. Yeah. yeah. The last, or he could have died. The last two, three years, he hasn't changed much at all. He hasn't gone downhill or yeah. grown any. So well, I, hope, be, I hope he's there, and I hope he, hope he grew. Yep. you got to hear about real quick. Tell them about the bet between you and Doug because Doug's okay, so, not here. So yeah, really so Doug and I have a bet going that uh, whoever shoots the smaller buck of us two has to eat the – have you ever heard of the Pacu chip? No. Like the hottest chip in the world? Oh, no. So that's the bet we have going that whoever shoots the smaller buck has to eat this <laughs> chip. It's like it's supposed to be unbearable. And Doug doesn't do spicy. No, he thinks ketchup spicy. So. Oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> He's so you're die. hoping. I, I was, I was More a, reasons than one. You're hoping to kill this deer. This I year. was in a yeah. bet mood this night, so I tried betting him. Like if I shoot a bigger buck, he has to shave off his mustache. Well, that wasn't going to happen. So I came up with this pack you chip, and we're going to see how it goes. Yeah, they've been kind of at it, and they're the Iowa boys from our crew, you know. So I don't know. I hope you kill that. Deer. <laughs> I know. I hope so too. <laughs> Just for that reason. No, I want you to kill the deer. Doug but that's sweat. a bonus. Yeah, Doug will die. Doug will die. Yeah, yeah. he will die. It'll it'll either be Eric or Ross. Yeah, like he's. I ate that pepper, and I hope it's not worse than that. Yeah, it's not good. So anyway, that's a fun tidbit to that deer. Well, good luck, Doug. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have to show you some pictures of him here for big deer this year. It's either going to be you or Ross. Ross kills a two hundred about every two or three years, so he's about due for another one. Yeah, he's coming in. Yeah, Ross is always good for a big one. Nice. He always figures it out. You got a couple big ones too. I'm, this could be the year of the eight-pointers for me. I know of two eight-pointers that would be bigger than any eight I've ever killed. So if I could get one of those, mm-hmm. it would be a good year. And how big would that be? The one last year was 171, netted right at 170, giving him an 18-inch spread from his sheds. That's a giant. That's big. Mm-hmm. And he's clean. He's got like an inch and a half, two inches at the most deductions. That I mean, is he's a just mega giant. It doesn't get clean. bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. not really. So there's that one, and then I passed one that was mid-50s, just big, clean, wide, mid-50s. Well, isn't the world record like like a mid-80s, net eight? eight 186. Like yeah. yeah. So he knows it. That's yeah. how close yeah. this deer I've been be. researching a little <laughs> He's bit. He's looking. <laughs> <laughs> Got a 186 eight-pointer. That hat, you know, the frame of a deer like that oh, it would just be almost look photoshopped. It does. When you look at trail camera pictures, it's like, that can't be real. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope you get him. I hope I see him. If I see that deer, it'll be a success. Kurt? Mine was that buck that I talked about I that, know. you know, and you jinxed me. I know. You know that. Right? <laughs> you jinxed me. <laughs> and you might have jinxed Eric on this I, podcast. I, I, it's not a jinx. I'm just, I've experienced all this <laughs> I stuff. So have. I'm like, well, I hope that, that, and that doesn't happen. Yeah. But. Well, it's funny. The buck I killed last year, the year before, he was a triple beam. And when you're at the studio, I'm like, look at this deer I'm hunting. Oh, he won't have that this year. He didn't have it. I'm like, okay. And I'm showing you this <laughs> other buck I'm hunting. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really, I'm, Got a good breed on him. Think I'm going to get in there, and I was on him. You know, yep. I yep. kept up with you. You're like, yeah, man. Hopefully, EHD don't get him. And I'm like, yeah, that won't happen. Now EHD got him. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Marvin. I just told him. Okay, I'm not still alive. I'm, yeah, if we don't die, I'm not even going to show Martin these pictures. No, then. don't, don't, don't <laughs> save it. But he might tell you that you'll kill it, and then there you go. Right. But, um, I had a buck that had a drop time last year. I'm ho- really he, he'll be I think five or six and a half this year. I'm hoping he does something cool. And then uh, hopefully he doesn't break it off. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a club, and he'll just snap it clean off. Clean off. I'll have, to go, that long. I'll have to go find it during shed season. And then um, I had a buck at another piece that was a typical like I think he net mid seventies as a typical ten. So I'm hoping that he's somewhere. 
It it does get to the point though about how fragile the resource is. Like <laughs> right? I, I tell these stories because they've happened to me at yeah. some point oh, in yeah. the past, and we learned a long time ago don't get your don't get your feelings hurt. You know because yeah. they will break your heart repeatedly over and over and over yeah. again. But there there's so many reasons that they die or or go backwards in health. You know, the older Mm -hmm. they get, the less healthy they become for Mm -hmm. a lot of different reasons. And therefore what we seek as hunters to that five and a half year old deer that grosses one eighty, more often than not just doesn't happen. Right. right, So many different things that go wrong with them, you know, it's scary. And that's, you can get all tied up about it and emotionally attached. Like big deer do, what'd you say? Bring out the worst in people. It's like, you can can almost internally can bring out the worst you internally can eat you up, but you get inside your head. Yeah, but it's that's the fun of it, though, yeah. a little bit. If you didn't get attached like that emotionally and excited, then... It's fun to obsess. You just got to keep it healthy. <laughs> yeah. You do. yeah, just like in your relationships. Got to keep it realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of reasons they die. So, all right, final question, <laughs> and we'll wrap this up. What's your favorite uh, new uh, tool within DeerCast? You want me to go first? Yeah, sure. I think the, uh, the tracking in and out, I mean, I think that's awesome. So you can go in and... Um, you know, say a buddy's hunting a stand or something, you can show them exactly where you're going or that track or make it shareable, you know. Or share it. Yeah. Yep, share it with them. So, like, because that's something Doug and I always do. We hunt each other's stands a lot. And right. He'll go in and move it. He's like, oh, yeah, it's just 500 yards this way. Well, <laughs> yeah, what's that mean? <laughs> yeah. You right. know? Or, like, entry X if you're that worried about it. Hey, man, walk this trail or yep, whatever. Yep, so he can track in there and then share it with me. Yeah. It would be awesome. It's also good for blood trailing. Like, if you're on yeah. a trail – Turn your tracker on always because you don't know if you're not going to find it that day. You got to go back the next day. Or you say, hey, come meet me right here in the morning. Here's the trail if you want to see it. So it's very wise to turn it on. Or we missed this ravine. If you lost blood, you know, you walked up to the edge. Maybe, I don't know. Or even a new stand that's hard to get to, you can find it. But getting back out might be a whole different story when it's dark out or something. You know what makes this interesting? He said that him and Doug share stands. But they're also betting against each other. Right. For the biggest deer. Wow. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to do a pre-hunt like fight. You could literally lead him wherever you wanted to with that track. <laughs> right, just all over you the place. Just take one and send it to him. <laughs> just tell him, right here. tell him you're taking your vacation November 1 and get in there October 1 and get the deal done ahead of him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I like your, like your strategy here. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Mess with him. So how about you, Kurt? What would you like most about the new tools? Mine, my, um, it's simplistic but important. I feel like navigation of the app – um, you know, in that map feature, the layers. And I feel like that's a big thing. Like, Cause if you're, if you're wanting to check something, you're on the fly, you're getting ate up by mosquitoes in the summer. You want to be able to just pop up layers. If you want to turn something on and on like rain station, turn it off or on so you can see your plot, then your waypoints. It's easy. It's right there. Right. Um, I think that is, it's a feature, right? But it's an overlooked feature. Cause it's just the functionality of the app. I feel like that's mm-hmm. probably the most important. That's one of the things that we worked hard on was overall ergonomics, overall look of the app. We wanted it pleasing. We wanted it easy to use. If you yeah. look where all those things are, yeah. it's an easy touch point for your fingers. So right. yeah. that's one of the things we focused on a lot with our app is just to make it very easy to navigate through. So I, I appreciate you making that comment. Also, one other add-in to that navigation stuff, the shortcuts of like, if you're in town and you're you know, you're with your wife's friend and her husband and they're talking about stuff you don't care about and you want to pull up DeerCast and look at your maps. We all have been there sooner or later. And then you pull it up and then it pulls up. You're in the city where you're at at dinner. You can hit the button and it bring you back down. Yeah, the upper left gives your location that you have preset in the app is yeah. in terms of what your DeerCast is, the predictive model. Yep. Mm-hmm. You touch that and it'll take you right there on the app. Yeah, so you're not cool. 
doing scrolling this in to and get out, over. trying to find yeah, it. Yeah, backing out, zooming over. Yeah. All you got to do is touch it, and you're there every time. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so then awesome you can look feature. at your maps and nerd out a little bit without being caught on your phone. Yep. <laughs> Austin, how about you? What do you like most about it? Well, food plot season's coming up, so I'm going to be using that rain gauge app on that thing quite a bit. That's going to be nice to see. How many days out does it go on the rain gauge? Three in terms of predictability. Yeah. Now, if you want to look backwards to see what your soil moisture is, mm-hmm. you can go whatever period you want. You That's know? going to be yeah. pretty nice for food plot work. Yeah, that'll so be awesome. between that and then the wind cone, I'm going to spend hours. I can already see it. I'm going to spend hours messing around with that wind cone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Through through time. That's the cool yep. part that I know you liked was the fact that you can do it through five days. So. Yeah. yeah. So yeah that's cool. pretty dang cool. That too, and it looks realistic. You know, right. it's like, actually, it looks like yes. what your scent would be. Yeah. Now it can't interpret terrain. Like if you're yeah. at the bottom yeah. of a hill, it's, it's going to bounce around and do all kinds of things. But we also address that within the written part in ter- mm-hmm. terms of tips of hunting this wind or wind speed. So. Yeah. Cause there's like a little information icon you can click on a lot of that yeah. stuff. That, can... that was a cool thing you showed us today. You know, that wind speed and you can click that little information. It'll tell you exactly that what right. you're going through with the one to five mile an hour, you know, exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, we sure appreciate the partnership and we appreciate yeah. everything you're doing for DeerCast users and listeners for, for both working class and also working class on DeerCast. We appreciate you guys very much. Well, we're happy to be a part. Yep. yep. Thankful for appreciate you. the opportunity. We're proud for it. So, everybody, that was my first and probably last attempt at being the host <laughs> on on any podcast. I now have a greater respect for these gentlemen because it's I feel like not you made easy. us look shameful a little bit to be honest <laughs> it's not easy to do so if you see him walking on the street pat him on the back because it's not easy to do so Thanks, we man. appreciate everybody out there and as kurt always says go shoot a giant shoot your bow <laughs>